Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 94 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your boy Leroy, coming at you straight out of the closet with a couple of super lame robbery attempts. I love covering bank robbers and people who stick up stores, not the criminals that are good at what they do, efficient and in and out, those are boring. I love the ones that are sloppy and go horribly wrong, ooh yeah baby. Those are where it's at. Mwah! Magnificent. Episode 94. Wow. We're getting closer and closer to that elusive 100 episode mark. And that's a big milestone. I thought at this point the petty crimes would start fizzling out. It would get harder and harder to find them. But honestly, I feel like I've just scratched the surface. There's no end in sight. Right now as I speak, there are people out there doing stupid petty shit or planning it out. And for that, I am just so grateful. So thanks, you lovable lunatics. Okay, we got a show to do here, so let's get it on. But first, a couple of jokes. Did you guys hear about the robbery that happened in a laundry room? Yeah, it was crazy. Two clothespins held up a pair of pants. (laughs) Oh dear. But that was nothing compared to the movie theater robbery. The thieves got away with $1,000 worth of stolen goods. Yeah, five sodas and a couple bags of popcorn. Alright everybody, hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with a couple tales of low-level true crime. And don't worry my friends, I promise to get you back home with all your belongings. Episode number 94, Armed and Not Very Dangerous. Nobody commits a robbery with the intention of getting caught. Oh, except for that one guy we covered that robbed a bank so he could go to jail to get a break from his old lady, the naggy wife. He's the exception to the rule. But you know what I mean. Typically, criminals don't want to get caught. The thing about a robbery is, if you commit one with a gun, you're looking at significantly more jail time. I feel like we've been over this. So what should you do instead? To cover your ass, just in case. Sometimes a well-worded note will do the trick, or an aggressive tone. Certainly helps if you're a big strong dude, an imposing figure. That'll get shit done. 
But what about those of us who aren't? We got to think outside the box, intimidate with other objects. And when you think about it, almost anything can be used as a weapon. And our subjects today certainly prove that. Okay. Our first story takes us to Charlestown, which is a neighborhood in Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, good. I get to bust out my wicked Boston accent. Park the car. According to Boston.gov, okay, I'll stop. They say Charlestown is on the north side of the city, on the banks of Boston Harbor and the Mystic River. The neighborhood has historical roots, but it has turned into a busy modern-day neighborhood. Yeah, a lot of Irish-American roots over there. And Charlestown has a wild past. A lot of heists, bank robberies, stuff like that taking place. You may have heard of the novel Prince of Thieves by Chuck Hogan. Amazing. That guy's wicked talented. He's wicked smart. And that book, and that book's about four robbers from the tough streets of Charlestown. Actually, Ben Affleck's movie The Town is loosely based on that novel. And if you haven't seen The Town, do yourself a favor and check out that flick. You can thank me later. A 1995 article in the Boston Globe made the claim that more armored car robbers are traced to Charlestown than any other neighborhood in the country. Yeah, baby. So this is a town full of seasoned criminals, and we are going to check out a robbery that took place back in 2013, one that people will be remembering for years to come. A film is no doubt in the works for this one. Sorry, I can't say that with a straight face. You know how we roll over here. We're not covering a well-planned heist with a crew of guys who have been casing the joint for the past couple of months, gathering valuable intel. This won't even take place at a bank. Nope. The scene of this crime is a Dunkin' Donuts, or simply just Dunkin'. And this fine establishment is located at 99 Cambridge Street. For those of you not familiar with Dunkin', it's a well-known coffee shop chain in the U.S. of A., They describe themselves as a long-running chain serving signature breakfast items and a variety of coffee drinks. This particular Dunkin' gets a 3.8 star average from 446 Google reviews. Let's hear a few, shall we? Gene gave two stars and said, For many years, I tend to stay away from this location due to getting burnt coffee. This morning, I had no choice. I ended up getting two hash browns and an egg sandwich without coffee. I was given three ketchup packs, and when I asked for more, I was told three is enough for my meal. I had to ask five to six more times, until she stopped refusing. This is wrong, and just terrible customer service. Avoid this location if you can, because I know I will. Okay, Gene. Three ketchup packets is enough for that meal. I agree with the lady behind the counter. But at the same time, who gives a shit? I'd throw ten packets at you if you wanted them. Chris gave five stars just a few months ago. He said, I don't know why, but their coffee tastes so much better than other dunks I've been to. The employees are wonderful. Honestly, I go out of my way to go to this dunks. Geez, we go from calling it Dunkin' Donuts to Dunkin'. Now we're just calling it dunks. Incredible. Let's get one more review from Double D's. A one star from Steven. By far the slowest, dirtiest, most inconsistent dunks I have ever been to. Still waiting in line 45 minutes later and counting. Oh man, Chris is giving his review while he's waiting in the lineup. Yeah, I wouldn't bother standing in line for that long. Ain't nobody got time for that. This Duncan seems to be quite popular. 
uh, lineup going out the door some days. And Saturday, January 5th, 2013 was no different. Very busy on this day, even at 5.30 p.m. on a weekend. A long lineup, and the woman behind the counter is doing her best, you know? She's trying to get these customers in and out in an efficient manner. She looks up and asks the nervous, agitated gentleman at the front of the line what he'd like. The sketchy man is 35-year-old Michael Wallace. And he isn't interested in anything on the menu. No siree. He's been eyeing all that cashola that's been funneling into the register. He holds up what the cashier can only assume is a knife. It's a long, pointy piece of metal coming out of his sleeve. And he tells her to fork over the dough. The frightened employee backs away from the counter. She wants no part of this. And now Michael's getting pissed off. He reaches over the counter and he's struggling. He can't get the damn register open. He starts yelling and screaming at the employee to give him the cash. And I get why Michael is so frustrated here. He's on a real time crunch. You know when you watch a bank heist movie and one of the guys has a timer going? They want to get in and out as soon as possible. You figure they got about two minutes before the cops are going to be on their way, swarming the place. Especially if someone tripped a silent alarm or whatever. Well, robbing a donut shop is even more risky. You probably have a minute, at most, to get out of there before a cop shows up. And that's not because they're called to the scene. That's just because they love them some coffee and donuts. They could just randomly stroll in at any given moment. Yeah, yeah, I know. The jokes about cops loving their coffee and donuts are getting pretty stale. They've been done to death, and personally I think it's an unfair stereotype. But it's exactly what happens in this case. Officer Matthew Donovan strolls up to the Duncan to grab himself a quick coffee on his break. Now, he's not really a cop, I guess, at least not in the traditional sense. He's an MBTA officer, which stands for Massachusetts Bay Transit Authority. I went on their website, mbta.com, and they say these officers are responsible for investigating all crimes and incidents on MBTA properties and vehicles. They investigate all crimes and serious incidents, including deaths and criminal acts. So while he's not your typical policeman, he's no joke. This isn't Paul Blart. He's not a mall cop riding a Segway or scooter holding a flashlight and a notepad. Matthew is armed. He's locked and loaded. And at 29 years old, he's in his prime. He's in great shape and a handsome fellow to boot. Matthew is a former Marine, oorah, and an Iraqi war veteran. As Matthew enters the Duncan, he can hear the confrontation going on. He's not aware that it's a robbery in progress, though. He thinks he's just hearing an argument between an employee and a disgruntled male customer. This is Boston, after all. This kind of stuff happens. Tempers flare, especially when people need their coffee. Let's hear about the situation from Officer Matthew's perspective. Quote, Right when I walked in, a female who was leaving said, Oh, thank God you're here. He's right over there. At the time, he just seemed like an angry customer, yelling, You owe me more money than that. Open that register. I looked at the cashier and said, Well, how much did he give you? I looked in her eyes, and they were very wide and white. They looked more scared than they should be, for a man just demanding some change. End quote. It's at this point the robber, Michael Wallace, realizes he's screwed. But the officer still doesn't realize he's witnessing a robbery. At least not yet but he puts the pieces together quickly. Tell us more, Officer Matthew. He stopped demanding the money, and I asked the cashier how much he gave her. She said, He has a knife in his pocket. He asked for all the money in the register. I turned to him and said, Where's the knife? 
He made a very quick movement toward his right pocket. At that time, I secured his hands to his chest and called for backup. End quote. Uh, this is the funny part. While our transit officer hero frisks Michael, he's expecting to find a knife on him and who knows what else. But instead, he finds a spoon. Yep, Michael attempted to rob the Dunkin' Donuts with a spoon. Should have done it with a stir stick. So he held the spoon with the rounded end in his sleeve. So it kind of did the trick. Um, employees assumed it was a knife in his hand, and he likely would have gotten away with the cash if it wasn't for that meddling transit cop. Another interesting item they found on Michael's person was a bowl of cereal. Just kidding. Uh, he actually had a black sock in his pocket, filled with women's bracelets and necklaces. We can only assume he knocked off a jewelry store or robbed some lady at Spoon Point sometime earlier that day. 35-year-old Bostonian Michael Wallace was charged with attempted armed robbery and assault. As for Officer Matthew Donovan, he's basking in the glory of his heroic arrest. And the bigwigs over at the Massachusetts Bay Transit Authority took notice. MBTA Police Superintendent-in-Chief Joseph O'Connor said, He's well-trained and well-prepared. We're very proud of the work he did. End quote. Hell yeah. Let's hope our boy gets a raise. Or at the very least, a few subway tokens. Love that. A spoon, huh? Strange weapon of choice. I guess robbers think they need some form of weapon to be taken seriously when demanding money. I mean, really, they could just yell, and if they're intimidating enough, it would still be effective. Give me the money and no one gets hurt. Threaten them with their fists. If I was behind the register, that would probably be enough to get me to hand over the cash. Especially if I didn't own the place. I was just a lowly employee. Even if I thought I could take the guy, who knows? He's desperate, he's got nothing to lose, could have some crazy martial arts background. It's much easier to just hand over the cash than call the police and have them deal with it. A lot of thieves are stupid, thankfully for us. And this guy in our next story fits that bill perfectly. And he's another guy who thinks a weapon is necessary for a robbery, even if it's a ridiculous one. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go to the gym? Go for a run? Read a book? Take a nap? I'd probably take a nap. Yeah, definitely take a nap. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? And therapy can help you find what matters most to you, so you can do more of it. It's also helpful for learning positive coping skills, and it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And who doesn't want that? If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Sounds good, don't it? Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Here's what you got to do. Visit BetterHelp.com slash excuse me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash excuse me. I got to tell you about Factor, everybody. Factor is awesome. And they make eating better easy with their delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Do you like to save time? Of course you do. With Factor, every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted and ready to go in just two minutes. There's no prep and no mess. The meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no cooking or cleanup necessary. Which is great if you're a person like me, who is always on the go. Eating fast food is fun, but let's face it. It's usually greasy and has become quite expensive. We've done the math, the numbers are in, 
and Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious, so you can feel good about your choices. So what are you waiting for, Illegalites? Head to factormeals.com slash excusemethatsillegal50 and use code excusemethatsillegal50 to get 50% off. That's code excusemethatsillegal50 at factormeals.com slash excusemethatsillegal50 to get 50% off. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, let's travel to Utica for this one. Utica is the 10th most populous city in the state of New York with a population of 65,283 people, according to the 2020 census. What is Utica known for? Well, according to UpstateNewYork.com, a lot. They say, experience Utica's famous and authentic dishes like chicken riggies, Utica pizza, tomato pie, and Utica greens. Located on the Mohawk River at the foot of the Adirondack Mountains, Utica is home to 900 acres of city parks, the internationally recognized Munson-Williams-Proctor Arts Institute, and the century-old Utica Zoo. Fantastic. We will not be visiting zoos or art institutes, but we will be spending time at a bank, Key Bank, which is on the corner of Hopper and Genesee Street. 255 Genesee Street, to be exact. This specific Key Bank is now permanently closed, unfortunately. And with just 8 Google reviews and a 3.3 star average, I couldn't even find a decent one to read to you. That's okay. We'll soldier on. And travel back to April 12, 2012. It's a Thursday afternoon, and a man named Lawrence Deptola enters the key bank, and he means business. He demands cash from the register, but no one has taken him seriously. Why is that, you ask? Well, let me describe a still frame of him from the front lobby surveillance footage. Lawrence isn't a small guy, looks to be about six feet tall, medium build. He's wearing a white dress shirt with a collar. It's untucked. He's also sporting some black dress pants and a dark pair of sunglasses. But what is that dangling from his right hand? Is that... Nah, it couldn't be. No, I think it is. He's holding a plunger. Shit. And no, Lawrence isn't a plumber. This is actually his weapon of choice. He left the house and thought, yeah, this'll get me the respect I'm looking for. This'll scare the employees at the bank into handing me over oodles of cash. A plunger. (laughs) Unreal. The employees basically laugh in his face, and after a minute or two of pleading, a frustrated Lawrence takes off running, empty-handed. Well, not completely empty-handed. He's still got the plunger. Police are called, and after a brief foot chase, they catch up with our boy down the street and get him into custody. His plunger, I mean weapon, was found across the street at a different bank, actually, the Citizens Bank. 49-year-old Lawrence Deptola was charged with attempted third-degree robbery. It's funny because Lawrence actually entered two other banks earlier and lingered around, plunger in hand, but didn't have the balls to rob them. That is before he finally gathered the courage to hit the Keys Bank. Those banks called the police because he looked rather suspicious. 
so the officers weren't overly surprised when they got the call of a man with a plunger attempting to rob that third bank. Eyewitness News spoke with a couple members of the community to get their reaction. We always love that. Uh, This should be good. Ben Gatineau of New Hotford said, I hope he has a good time in jail. I think it's dumb, hilarious, and genius. And as long as no one gets hurt, it's a wonderful thing. End quote. Right on, Ben. John Luciano goes, A plunger? Really? Really? I mean, if someone has a gun, that's a completely different animal. But a plunger? End quote. Well, maybe he didn't want to hurt anyone, John. Not everyone is as gangster as you are. Plus, we all know when guns are involved, you're looking at a significant chunk of jail time. Sergeant Steve Hawk definitely sees the humor in the situation, but at the same time, knows it could have gotten serious, because you just never know. Quote, You know, officers are responding to these calls. They don't know what the person's armed with. All you know is that someone goes into a bank and attempts to rob it. You just have to assume that they're armed. End quote. Yep, I wholeheartedly agree. Even though Lawrence was only armed with a plunger, it could have become a stinky situation. This isn't Lawrence's first plunge into a life of crime. See what I did there? Wednesday, December 17th, 2008, so four years earlier, at the tender age of 45, Lawrence was at Turning Stone Resort and Casino. He was escorted out of the building by security personnel. I wish I knew what he did specifically, but they just say he was acting disorderly and was asked to leave. Maybe he had too much to drink or spent his rent money on the penny slots and threw a hissy fit. We'll never know. Either way, Lawrence was still fired up when he got into his car. So he drove it through some glass doors at the front entrance near the valet parking area. Yep, smashed right through the front entrance. This, as you can imagine, caused extensive damage to the building and likely his vehicle. Lawrence managed to drive away from the scene but was picked up by police shortly thereafter. He was dinged with second-degree criminal mischief for his efforts. I bet if I dug back further, this wasn't his first rodeo, unless it's a Breaking Bad type scene. Behavior like this comes from a man that's unhinged, someone that doesn't think things through. He doesn't weigh out the pros and cons before he reacts to a situation. He's a bad seed, and an even worse criminal. A man whose actions led him to clog up the court systems, and make any chance of leading a normal life as an upstanding citizen go down the drain. Pun most definitely intended. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 94. Armed and not very dangerous. Some resourceful thieves indeed. Love it. There are plenty more of these strange robberies that I'll get to eventually with weird weapons. But for now... I just had to grab a couple and go with them. Okay, you know what time it is. Listener confession time, baby. So let's get criminal, criminal. I want to get criminal. This confession comes in from a listener named John. And he says, I don't know if this was illegal, but I know I'm 100% a scumbag for doing it. A buddy and I got an apartment together. This was back in the late 90s, in my younger days. Rent was $700 a month. I'd pay our landlord by check, and my friend Steve would give me his half of the rent every month. $350 cash. Money was tight, and Steve made a little more than I did. He was in a much better situation financially. So I came up with a plan. I walked into the apartment one day real pissed off. 
Steve goes, what's wrong? I told him the damn landlord raised the rent on us. It's 800 a month now. Luckily, Steve was laid back and not the slightest bit confrontational. He said, no problem. He even went above and beyond and said, don't worry, buddy. I'll cover the extra 100 a month myself. So instead of giving me the 350 every month, he started giving me 450 This means I only had to spend $250 a month on rent. We live there for the next two years, so I reckon I saved myself a cool 2400 bucks with my little scheme, and all it cost me was my dignity. Thanks for letting me confess my sin on the show. I've never told a soul about this because I'm too ashamed. My name's not even really John, so no one will ever know who I really am. Except for you, Leroy, because you have my email. Please don't rat me out. Love the show, by the way. It's in my top three, and I listen to a lot of podcasts. Ah, thanks, John. Top three. That's great. And don't worry, your identity is safe with me. Steve, if that's his real name, sounds like a great guy. I bet even if you told him the truth, he wouldn't even be that upset. Regardless, rules are rules. Now that you've confessed to me your sin, you are absolved of all wrongdoings. That's how it works over here. So John, with that weight now off your shoulders, I hope you sleep like a newborn baby tonight. Excuse me, that's illegal at gmail.com is the email. Confess your sins. Tell me about your petty crime past, embarrassing stories, whatever. And like our pal John here, you too could have your story played on the air. If you're looking to get more Leroy in your life, you can always join the Neighborhood Watch on Patreon. I'd be forever grateful. And you'll get some neat bonus content in return for the price of a Big Mac a month. Patreon.com slash, excuse me, that's illegal. There's a link in the show notes. Before we get out of here, I have a promo to play for you for a brand new podcast called Sandu Stories. You're going to want to get in on the ground floor for this one. It's hosted by my pal Michael from True Crime Guys and Strange and Unexplained fame. Uh, This show used to be strictly on the Strange and Unexplained Patreon. Now it's going out to the masses for free. That's why it's got the weird name Sandu, spelled S-A-N-D-U, stories. Sandu, short for Strange and Unexplained. I'll put a link in the show notes to make it easier for you to find it. Each episode is a crazy experience, almost like a movie. Very creative, immersive, crime-related stories. I just love it. And I've had small roles in five episodes, I think, now. Michael always requests my services to play a driver on the show because he's so impressed with how I handle the minivan over here. And I'm always happy to oblige and proud to be a tiny part of it. It really is great, so I hope you'll check it out. I'll step aside now so you can hear the promo. And of course, I'll meet you back here in another 10 days to serve you up another hearty helping of softcore scumbaggery. Peace! Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, this is your captain speaking. Uh, we're just about ready for takeoff now, so, uh... Shit, everybody move now. Go, go, go. Inside, everybody inside. To the stairs, quickly. Everyone head to the roof. The helicopter's waiting there. Go, go. No, no. No, you're lying. that That's what demons do. They lie to cause men of God to doubt. I'm not telling any lies now, Father. I can feel it in your soul that you know what I say is true. There's so much blood everywhere. Where be the rest of them? I... I can't tell. What is doing this, Mr. Simon? That couldn't have been done by no man, I swear it. I don't know. I don't know. 
From the minds of true crime guys comes Sandu Stories. Our brand new channel devoted to our previously Patreon-exclusive content, where we'll be bringing you our own version of true crime what-ifs and other audio dramas, one season at a time. Join us wherever you get your podcast. Now, let's get strange. I can feel your fear growing and your faith dwindling. It's an intoxicating feeling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.